What up? Uh, we're live. Yeah, we're live. We're live. We are live, sir. Hello. Yeah, we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's man. one of those kind of episodes. It is. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of days, hasn't it? Man, crazy is an understatement. So, wrestling news. Um, This is going great. uh, Ken Samrock is going into the Impact Hall of Fame, guys. Impact has a Hall of Fame? Yeah. Who's in it? Kurt Angle? Kurt Kurt Angle, Gail Kim, and Earl Hebner, I want to say. AJ Styles will be there soon. Uh, Christian's in it. Christian, yeah, not this one. Christian, yeah, it's, a, it's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian. Not, not Christian. Uh, Isn't Christian K? Yeah. yeah, he he was there for a good while, right? Like five, yeah, he was there. He was. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah. Okay. Um, good for him. So, yeah. Congratulations. Good for good for Ken Samrock. Um, ROH is was supposed to get a TV deal. We don't know what's going on with the coronavirus thing now. So we don't. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're supposed to be live on TV like in mid-May, but now everything's being pushed back. Good luck with that one. Yeah, there's no telling exactly yeah. what's going to happen with all that. You know, um, I hope I hope they get it though, because that's all we need is more TV. I'm actually interested then, to see what Rihanna would look like live. And then yeah, yeah. OBW got a YouTube deal. You need a deal to be on YouTube. No, like uh, like an NWO type of deal, NWA type of deal, like promotion and stuff. Yeah, like oh, no, they, they'll get know, ads you, and stuff. Yeah, just like um, NWA has um, their show on YouTube. Basically, um, um, the, OB, the OBW is going to have the same thing. Gotcha. Okay, and last thing, this is a so apparently, you know, everyone's like AW had like an awesome show and their their ratings were awesome yeah um yeah it was and but i want to talk about there's an article floating around that wwe isn't allowed to even have wrestlers in the in the audience yeah because they already said that it was going to be apparently they they, it's because they said it was going to be elite personnel only so I don't know what's going on with that. That's just something I saw floating around that I thought was interesting. I don't know if any of you guys have. It's an interesting thought. I mean, because they're that. both taking place in Florida, so I wouldn't think there's a limitation for one and not the right. other, unless there's well, a city difference that I mean we're missing. I mean, AEW is emanating from Jacksonville, um, which doesn't have that many coronavirus um, coronavirus. Um, Outbreaks cases, as, cases yeah. as compared to Orlando. Orlando has more cases, um, so they I, I can see why they're doing what they're doing on actually getting them to um, restricting them on their stuff. So that 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 is understandable from the end of it. And also, WWE has more pull than AEW when it comes down to the government. Uh, thus, the relationship between the McMahon's and uh, Donald Trump. So that's also probably they're trying to follow strict guidelines that are coming down directly from the government, plus the investors and the uh, board of directors probably telling them to not put anybody in harm's way. Yeah, I read some stuff that might have to do with it being a publicly traded company and everything. 
Yeah. Um, also, also where where AEW is being filmed is literally the guy's house. Honestly, yeah, and it's much bigger. It's much bigger than yeah, than the performance uh, center. It's open. Is it really a closed place? But that that's interesting though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know that. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, the daily place is literally next door to Jacksonville Jaguar, the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium. So, mm-hmm. so it's understandable. Um, and yeah, like win win situation. Last bit of news is Mania will be held over two days, hosted by Gronk. The matches for Saturday, as of right now, are. McIntyre, Brock, Charlotte, Rhea, Taker, Styles, KO, Seth Rollins. And the matches for Sunday are Cena, Fiend, Baszler, Becky, Roman, Goldberg, and they're probably going to add the Randy Edge match that day too. They're saying it's going to be in different locations for gimmick matches, so I could see them I could see them maybe turning Taker and Styles into a Buried Alive or a Casket match uh, just so they can get out of Performance Center. I could see them maybe turning uh, – Maybe turning one of these matches into a street fight, and then Edge and Randy Orton are already last man standing. I, still I don't think know what they to postpone this, but okay. Uh, so they can't postpone it because in the insurance clause, what's right. what what I'm hearing is insurance clauses. They have to run the event if they want to get the insurance money. Like they have to right. do everything they can to run the event. Yeah, see, I saw they can. If they get shut down by that city, they're able to still collect partial amounts because they did try to rerun the event. Right. So yeah. I, I'm thinking it's going to get canceled, okay. postponed um, by the city, to be honest, especially the way we're looking right now. Yeah, no. Yeah, the way if, things if, are, it gets, if it gets postponed, right? yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eli. Sorry. I said the way things are looking now, the way things are getting – even more shut down um right now a lot of cities are going into um i know i talked to a couple of guys uh, in the community um that are in california they're they're being getting shelter in place so um it, a lot of it just depends on exactly what the city says so if the whole country goes into a shelter in place then wrestlemania no, nothing is going to take place because even like AEW said they didn't say next week. They said on the next, next dynamite. dynamite. So, yeah. so there's no telling next week if we're even going to see any kind of wrestling at all or any kind of um, events going on at all. So we'll see what happens. But we will. One. We will still be here. We will still be here. And could we keep fighting the good fight? And um, next week, I'm just going to drop it. Everyone knows this news except for Angel because he wanted to show up 25 minutes late today. Uh, Angel, next week we are going to watch next week we are going to watch the 2014 ladder match between Dolph Ziggler and Luke Harper and we're going to do live reactions to it. That sounds awesome. I can definitely go for that. Set that up. Yeah, um, thought it would yeah, be so a good match because of Brody sorry, thought it would be a good match because of Brody Lee's debut. Um, it's not that long. It's like a 15, 16 minute match. Um, so we'll, we'll do stuff like that. Maybe interview some other wrestling fans, maybe play some hot seat or something with them. Um, but we're going to keep coming live to you. We decided on a new name, Elias. Do you want to drop it on the crowd right now? 
Yeah, so um, after this week's podcast, Who Can Wrestling podcast will be turning into a subdivision of it. We're going to have for the wrestling, it's going to is going to be called Weekly Wrestling Heat. So re- Weekly Wrestling Heat is going to be the new um, podcast for just wrestling. Um, Who Can Wrestling podcast will still go on for hookah. Um, but as far as our wrestling podcast, we will be changing the name to Weekly Wrestling Heat. So um, find us next week. You'll see us as Weekly Wrestling Heat. Our Who Can Wrestling podcast page will still be up, but we're going to actually be starting a new a new page um, called Weekly Wrestling Heat as well. Yeah, and yeah, so that's what we got going forward. We were supposed to talk about Raw, but there was only one match. Um, so we'll just talk about the promos and because half of the show was the Rumble again, but it that was a spike in the ratings from what I read. Like that was the highest rated segment is to replay the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I saw really? that, that that got the most yeah, views. No, People no. actually clicked over, and it, it makes sense. There's not everybody is paying for it, you know. Yeah, and actually, like it, it made sense to run the Royal Rumble, and I mean, it's making sense what WWE is doing as far as running rerunning stuff that make that catch people up with the, a lot of what's going on with the storylines, like the, um, like I know in NXT this week they have no kind of wrestling; they just had strictly uh promos like promo videos showing the history between johnny gargano and tomaso champa um rhea ripley and charlotte flair so it showed it gave you a little bit of insight and let you know a little bit hype up a little bit more uh on the storylines that are ongoing so i wasn't mad about it i actually liked it um it i i have no complaints on it i'm it, it they're they're working with what they have and, and their limitations as well so this week, yeah, and but you still got to give them kudos. Really, they're doing they're doing what they're supposed to. Do. I mean, they have so much archived footage that's easy for them to do. Yeah. And Vince apparently is not a fan of empty arena, so, um, so yeah. But but for what the, but using the material, but for what they for, for using what they have for the most part, I got to give them their props. Both AEW oh, yeah. and you know Raw SmackDown. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, the raw. I mean, there was really only one big segment, really. The are you the Ed starting things off? Um, fire promo. Um, I think it was the best promo we've seen from Ed in a long time. Um, especially the best face yeah. promo. Uh, because he he had some great promos as a heel, but I think this was his best face promo I've seen from him. Yeah, and you could really tell, like the like he he's it, him coming back. He has this new passion in his eyes, and he the love for for the industry. And you could tell he's him and both Randy are really invested in this in this storyline, and and that's what hypes it up a little bit more. And I'm enjoying this um, this Randy Orton um, Edge buildup. Yeah, um, like Edge came out base. Edge came out basically said. When Beth Phoenix came on a couple of weeks ago, she was going to tell you all that I was retiring again. Yeah. Um, but now that's not happening. Randy, me, you, street, uh, last man standing. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only yeah. thing that only thing that worries me about this match is specifically is um, just a botch can mess up Edge's life um, with that one. But I mean, at the same time, he is working one of the best workers in the industry so i think he has no no problem in actually having something 
somebody that's going to be safe with him. So I think they picked up a perfect person um, to actually have a match with. The biggest, match. the biggest Randy Orton blunder was when he up, threw... So. The biggest Randy Orton blunder was when he threw one of the Singh brothers too hard on the table. But even the Singh brothers came out on one of the podcasts they were on and said, I told Randy before he picked me up, I'm like, this launched me. So I don't even think that was a blunder. So we'll see what happens. It also turned out to be a good comedy segment because he literally like turned around and was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So so it it was was a positive and negative to it. Randy's awesome. (laughs) I still remember where... I still remember we had that match with I think it was Kane or the Big Show where he um but he lost his footing and went through the um through the actual announcer's that announcer's table and the whole <laughs> table just fell with him like while he was trying to kick and he when he put his foot down he went straight through the hole and all you see him it goes like ow <laughs> Randy's got some of the funniest like in the moment faces and all that stuff the way he reacts with everything that goes on so. He's a funny yeah. dude. Yeah, uh, Randy's uh, Randy's hilarious yeah. whenever stuff like that happens. Yeah. Speaking of yeah, Randy, when, did it's like K-Fate, when it's like when it's like does he try to be serious for the most part? But when it just happens, when it just happens, like, yeah, uh, you can't come back from that. Y'all see what he's doing with it on his uh, off time right now? I have. So not. he's he's out of this compound with his wife. They're shooting uh, bow and what is it? A uh, bow and arrow? Yeah. At uh, archery targets and stuff, and so she hit twice right in the bullseye. He goes, "Oh shit!" Because <laughs> they were, they were, they were low shots. You know what I mean? Like the target, there's a target yeah, here, but- there was a target below. And she was shooting at the bottom once. He's funny. He's a funny dude. Yeah, no, his his whole uh, outside of wrestling, he's a pretty, he's a character outside of wrestling. So yeah, yeah. Sunday uh, aired the Rumble, which we're going to skip over because we already had a review for that. I love and this. And then we saw AJ and Taker. Um, AJ being back, oh, yeah. I thought I thought it was really funny how he was like, Gallows, Anderson, go out there. And they're like, we're not going out there. And he's like, yeah, you are. <laughs> and, and then lights go off. Taker's behind Gallows and Anderson outside of the ring. Attacks both of them, throws them into the guardrail a couple of times, signs the contract, yeah. and puts it into Anderson's, Anderson's mouth. mouth. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that segment was actually done correctly because um, Taker, if you notice, Taker came yeah. out with new gear. He didn't come out in his regular stuff. So I think it's weird. I, I think they're gonna evolve him. I think into he's bringing the back American the Ameri- the American badass. I think they're gonna bring him back and bring Michelle McCool back. Now, if they roll the motorcycle through the performance center. Or wherever they at, hey, go for it. Well, I think it's gonna be a hybrid. I really think it's gonna be a hybrid. I don't think it's gonna be a full American badass, but I think they're gonna they're they're gonna have a hybrid of of that American badass and a dead man. I think yeah, they you know it's also probably easier for him to perform that way. At this point, anything exactly anything that Mark Calloway wanna do, shoot, let him do it. He he deserves it. Shoot. This coronavirus real this stupid virus really Screwed everything up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But after this, we had the Andrade and Ray match, typical match you always see from them. Uh, and then you had uh, Stone Stone Cold come out. And yeah, uh, hilarious. I'm sure it's all over social media. 
Um, him just yeah. talking and be like, giving me a hell yeah, no response. Then Byron Saxon giving him a hell yeah and a what and rating his lines. And then he's like, Byron, why don't you come down here and have a beer with me? Byron comes down wearing a beautiful, beautiful suit, which I was like, oh, man, they're about to mess this suit up. Um, It was a really nice suit he was wearing. And, yeah, he took a stunner. He took a stunner. Stone Cold apologized to him on Twitter for kicking him below the belt by accident. Um, Yeah, Becky came out, had a couple beers with him. And, yeah. came out in a monster truck. Tired of her. Why is she always the one yeah. Because she's, I don't, I don't know. Like, I didn't mind it just because of the circumstances. I wish it would have been, the, I wish, like, what they went off TV with, like, what happened after with the Street Profits would have happened on TV. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think with how over the Street Profits are, you don't want them getting stunned. Yeah, not on TV. But I mean, they, they still they showed it. it. They still showed it, and it was it was the whole after segment was funny as hell. Like yeah. the way that uh, Byron Saxon sold that, that thing stunner, got up. like the way that that Street Profit sold the whole thing, it it was just funny. I think they were just having fun with him, and and yeah, that's one yeah. that's one thing with Stone Cold that these guys always have fun with him. They they don't mind taking stunners because it really doesn't take anything away from them. It, it's just you know. I mean, even when when Linda McMahon took a stunner, like it tells you how how everybody just loves taking stunners from Stone Cold. And then not only that, like after after the episode when Wrestling Inc. did their review about it, like they made a really good point. When Byron was in FCW NXT, dude was a star. He was he looked like a million bucks, cut a good promo, had a beautiful drop kick, like he was really good in the ring. And it seems like kind of kind of like way back in the day when they had Josh Matthews on Tough Enough, you know, and they just transitioned him to announcer. It was kind of similar to that. Like, they didn't utilize him to his whole potential. And that's what I was going to ask you, Moise. Do you think they – you think with Brian Saxon, do you think they're not utilizing him as they should? I think, I think Byron Saxon got injured to a point where he couldn't, he, he couldn't be a, a competitor or something disqualified him from being an in-ring competitor. Um, yeah, I, I think he. Full- I think he tore his shoulder a couple of times. Um, is what I want to say. And then the cool thing about it is just um, like you could tell he was. You could tell he was giddy to be in the ring with Austin. Yeah, that's that's just, when he got up at the end. It, 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 they played it perfectly with him, in, in my opinion, and I think it was a perfect segment for them and the perfect person to have. Just for a, com- a, a comedy relief segment like that, um, and and to have just to annoy Stone Cold. I mean, Byron Saxton is b- built as an annoying person, kind of like um, like I would have picked Michael I'm, Cole for, for you know just for past you know for old times' sake, but I know he's transitioned into that quote unquote well, Jim Ross role. Well, Michael Cole's on SmackDown, so Cole's on, yeah. So Michael Cole's saying. on SmackDown, so you 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 don't you don't. Try to put your SmackDown people on Raw. SmackDown people on Raw. I would want to say for the second. Andre Angle, and we don't have to listen to him. It's um, it's a, it's gonna be a bit pretty short episode. Fish, I'm gonna touch on this. You know, have you guys seen any of the Byron Jackson stuff on the network? Like about like his ride along episode and stuff. Dude's a yeah. weirdo. Like there's a ride along episode with Nia Jax and someone else. Uh, I want to say it was Alexa. 
Ooh, I, I'm not 100. It was Nia Jax and someone else, and Byron calls her and he's like, "I got some pumpkin pie. You want to come over and get some pumpkin pie?" And he's just a weirdo. Byron, it was Byron's Tom so Phillips. Weird. It was it was Tom Phillips. Oh. It was Tom Phillips, Nia Jax, and Alexa Bliss on the car. And then there was another episode. I think it was with um, JBL and Cole or some, one of the other announcers. They actually left them at the at, at the gas station <laughs> that that other episode. Dang. Yeah. So, but um, you know, that, you, uh, Byron, he's kind of like the clash clown of the announcers. You know, like he doesn't mind getting ribbed. Uh, Corey Graves used to have field day with him too, like. It, and you need that. You need like someone who can lighten the mood every now and then. Yeah, like I said, they they did a perfect job at having him. Um, they had a they did a real good job at actually having him um, do what he does. So that that's I, I have no complaints on that one. Um, yeah, that's raw in a nutshell. I mean, there was there's only Pretty one nice. match, and then apart from the the promos that happened. Um, this week actually is more focused on AEW because AEW actually had a full wrestling show. Um, so Cody started off with doing a promo, uh, kind of like at the same time addressing what's the situation, but then turning it into a into an actual promo about him and trying to unite the elite. Um, in a sense, I liked it, but it still came off a little bit Triple H-ish to me. Um, the thing that saved the promo to me was when he actually went into his trying to unite the elite, and that's what made the promo a good promo. Man, I think Cody did a better. I think he did a better job than Triple H, honestly, because Triple H it seems like he was when he did he was kind of walking on eggshells. You know, he's like Vince doesn't want me to say this. You know, I don't have clearance to say this. I but think with Cody, it seemed a little more pure. It also um, there's. I think there was a distinct difference in their openings because obviously Triple H just had the similar opening um, as far as addressing what's going on. AEW was very straightforward um, about what the situation was. They were kind of playful about it. Whereas Triple H literally said, yeah, there's a coronavirus. We got an empty arena. You know, let's see how this goes. That's how it felt, at least. AEW was like, we're here to entertain y'all. This is what we want to do for you. And guys. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna crap on either sure. promo because I thought both of them were solid. Yeah, different. Yeah, and honestly, we're probably gonna see the same thing on Friday with Gronk. We're probably gonna see the same thing Monday with whoever. Yeah. And they're probably gonna have to do this going forward. So we'll. Yeah. And I'm not gonna take. And I'm see not what gonna happens. take. Anything. I definitely think Friday we'll see the same thing from Gronk though. Yeah, I think. I think right, I and did. I'm not taking anything. I was going to say, I'm not going to take anything from Cody. So, because that was, no, 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 and and don't get me wrong. Like, so WWE does it in in a sense where they try to like basically gather the people um, and just like try to be like, let us try to entertain you. Um, But at the same time, AEW was just like, you know, let's keep it real. Um, that's like you said, that was the difference between both promos, so that there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. Um, and as, yeah. of course, P- Triple H is talking more from a, a executive standpoint, while Cody is just talking as a actual like a fan or as like somebody is just trying to be like, let's just and that's what I was trying to get at. I feel there's more of a personal connection the way Cody described everything. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Right. Oh, sorry, correct. 
No, that's all I was saying. Not to take anything away from Cody because it looked like to me, compared to broke pro promos, Cody was just like, "Look, I'm a fan of this. Look, I know this is going on, but we're still gonna do this." And it was, and as you know, as far as Triple H go, I mean, both of them pretty much said what needed to be said and how they articulated oh, yeah. this whole thing. I just think the difference between Triple H and Cody was Cody came from a fan where Triple H was just more of a look, just from a business standpoint. Let's see how this goes. But even with Triple H, she, he was doing everything. At pre pretty much Triple H was doing everything in the show anyway, including commentary. So yeah, uh, yeah. just to and then to continue it on, basically Cody Cody used this promo to reintroduce what was going to be the main event. Um, right. I don't know. I don't know. I actually I didn't even know if you said that already, but he took a real life scenario situation and turned it into look we're we're insignificant let's get all these guys out here let's start you know working together because it's more important i feel this is a great way to start avoiding a turn of anyone to say i don't i said this last week um i don't think you need a turn hangman right now no, like, no I, I and i hope they didn't they wouldn't He's just too over as a baby face, but he's this too over as a baby. And honestly, like I thought maybe we'd get from the young bucks, but after I will go, we'll talk about the main event, but even I like what they did with uh, Nick's action, you know, like, or was it Matt? Sorry. Matt, Matt's there. Nick Matt, is the one. I like this baby. I, I liked, I liked what Matt did, you know, like you kind of saw that punch in whatever, you know, but no, I definitely like it. You don't need to be turning anyone, especially with what's going on with the audience right now. Like, there is no audience. Mm -hmm. um, so after this, we went to our first match, which was the best friends with Orange Cassidy on commentary. This was great <laughs> against the Lucha Brothers. It was like that the whole time. Oh, shoot. I don't have my glasses with me. Do we... Um, <laughs> do we... Now, uh, Angel, one second really quick. Do we know if Pac is in the States or if he's overseas right now? I think he's overseas from I what some people are saying. Yeah, I think he's overseas. The UK. I think so. so. He could not come from what I've, I've, I've read. But that's not Either to say way. that, um, you know, he also could have just not felt comfortable going. Yeah. Either way, it just was awesome. Um, fun, fun match. You, before you saw MJF and Sean Spears betting on it. Uh, gambling on the matches. It was hilarious. That and then they were like, uh, Tony Savani was like, "Are y'all gambling on the matches?" And I'm just like, "No, we would never." And he's like, "You want to get it on this old man?" You want to get it on this old man? <laughs> it was MJF. I, I was laughing throughout the show with what he was doing on the side commentary. I mean, there's, there's I like there's I, I like a couple of them, and well, I I messaged you. I liked a couple of them. I'll deep dive into the other ones I liked when we get to those parts. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely MJF was fun. And it's like you don't have all of one wrestler, right? Like you don't if you had just MJF, Sean Spears, and Archer, but you had like Tully and you had Jake the Snake. Jake, you yeah. Know? yeah. You had people coming so in and out yeah. too. I mean, not so much on the heel side, but on that face side, SCU was coming in, coming out. You had Sonny, Joey, all these guys that are still cheering and rooting for people. Yeah, you had uh, the face really the faces. Cool. Faces on one side and heels on the other side, which made a, right. a little better. It made it a little cool. better because it gave gave you a little bit of distraction on it as well. Um, yeah, cool. they're, ne they're never gonna they're never gonna do this on a wrestling show, I don't think. But I like the alternate uh, camera angle they did facing the stage, so you wouldn't notice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. With the crowd stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a unique setup, obviously. Yeah. But 
The uh, and the, props to the rest. Yeah, props to the wrestlers. Props to the wrestlers when you're trained to wrestle in front of a hard camera. It's very very difficult. Yeah, to just completely plus, do think, a three sixty. And I think with AEW, I think they were trying to avoid that whole deal with WWE at the time when they did SmackDown when they had all the people in the background just doing what they wanted. Uh, no, but I mean, you still saw that. You still saw that in AEW. You saw producers walking around. You saw people walking around. It's just that. But it I was think it more, was more focused. Focused more, like y'all was saying earlier. I think it was more focused on like there was not a lot like the heels on one side and the faces on the other. I think they were more ethically focused on that rather than it's obvious. No, no, no. They were more there. focused on the on the on the wrestling ring more than anything. What to WWE face did, the stage, yeah, yeah. So with WWE, they did their standard setup, which was basically had the hard cam to the side and and did did it the way that they'd usually do it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that AEW thought 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 better to do it the way they did it, and it worked for them. You know, it's and not- one more one more thing I want to I want to <clears throat> ask you guys actually. Um, I believe I heard something similar to this. Isn't that why a lot of people didn't like working the six-sided ring with Impact? It was a little more stiff, but they didn't know where to look a lot of times. Uh, yeah, because because, yeah. because yeah. the six-sided ring was kind of like it really was no center camera. They tried to do multiple angles, and it didn't work for that six-sided ring. Yeah, and the ring was a little bit stiffer from what I was reading because of the six sides. Sure. But yeah, awesome, awesome say- match. Real quick on, on your point about these guys not being or being trained, I think a lot of that also has to do with these are a lot of indie guys. Yeah, you guys who are used to hey, there's not really a direct yeah. side where it can adjust. Um, I think uh, Big Daddy Dave, according to my friend above me here, pointed that out, and I, you know, you can tell that these guys this felt like that kind of a show. No, it really yeah, felt big, like an indie house show. Like it, it, it did, and but it did, it did, it's and it job. felt big. It's a yeah, big it's two. Big. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, so, as far as yeah. the actual match, go ahead, Moise. You're about to talk. Great. About. Yeah. Uh, fun match. A couple of high spots ended with the sit out powerbomb, uh, followed uh, with the uh, with the assist stomp from uh, from Penta hit the call driver. Yeah, and Phoenix did the stomp. Yeah. The- and after the. After the match, yeah, you had Orange Cassidy just jump off the announce table onto the Lucha Bros. During the match. During, During the, match. the match. Yeah. And uh, that, the the way Lucha Brothers got on top, because the best friends were actually having a real good match, but they went for the hug spot, even though yeah. there's nobody in the freaking arena. And then they went for a dab. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's kind of they're, – they're overshining – the fact that these guys are doing it for the people and not wrestling hard, and that that's what's becoming their downfall is they're they're funny guys, which yeah. I kind of like that as a story. Um, but that's yeah, that, that's that's, that's them from the indies as well. So yeah. I think I think it's just like them. It, it, it's up to AEW to push that and make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it more depends on how creative and AEW wants to push them in and not let that gimmick drop because like if you see the same thing over and over like it br- brings back to a point that i brought a couple of weeks ago like if you see the same thing continually like think about it like wwe with this um u.s championship stuff with uh andrade and ray and angel garza and and um and and ray mysterio 
you know, if you have the same continuation, people get tired of it. So if you see the same thing going on with the with the with the um, with the best friends, it's going to get to a point where people are going to be like, well, you know, I'm not interested in this anymore. And that's I think. Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying, but I think they're heading towards an end with this because after the match, the best friends were like next week or next dynamite street fight. Um, I think they'll have the street fight. I think they'll have one more six man when Pac is back and then they'll go their separate ways. I, I, I think depending on how they have the best friends put over, uh, the death triangle, I think it'd be even better for the best friends. Give them more of that underdog mentality. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I yeah. believe it. All right. Then, and then after the intermax inter inter matching though, you can still do with these guys as far as one on ones. Trent Ray, Trent, you know, versus Penta. We already seen Trent versus Pac, so they can still do a little bit of kind of spreading out. Dude, if we need Orange to. Cassidy right. and Orange Cassidy and Pentagon. <laughs> yeah, that would be That'd funny. Be- but yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good match though overall. So, so. all right, next match was Rio versus Chris Statlander versus Penelope, Penelope Ford and Hikaru Shida. This Those match, were some great pronunciations. Uh, um, I really, I saw a lot of botches in this match that that basically took me away from watching it. Um, Penelope Aww. Ford missing that Hurricanrana to Chris Statlander, that kind of was. Like that could have ended badly as well. I mean, um, I, uh, uh, Penelope definitely looked like the greenest out of all of them. Yeah, but I, I, I liked the match. It I was think, a better. Okay, it was in a my, better match. In my, in my main review, I said this is a match that benefited from no crowd. Yeah, and I think I think we. I don't know if you and I talked about Elias on the other review we did, but. Um, by not having a crowd there, you didn't get that drop off of super high volume versus for that Lucha Bros match, and then dropping down to a crowd, normal crowd sound for this women's match. Well, yeah, here's no, the thing: I, a lot of people are crapping on the women's division. I like this. Rio. Rio Rio always got a good pop. Rio always got a good pop. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. She's yeah. she's real good, and I think this is every four way match that the women have put on. I've liked. If they and, do that, but yeah. I just need some story. And, and but but here's the thing about it: it's not not the wrestlers. It's, and and let, let's oh. put it out there: it's not the wrestlers' fault in this instance. It's more of the chemistry between them, and also it's more about the actual. Um, it's more about the actual timing because there was a, a lot of timing. Like, it's like y'all not putting no effort into the storyline. No, no, no. It's not even that. I think that, it's just that, that I, I don't even think it's that. I just think there's something off that it's not. That's not, it's not there. There's something missing in the women's division that's not clicking correctly. I know they're trying their hardest to try to make the men's division work. This match was a better match that I've seen in a couple of weeks. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a. You guys finish up because I got a moist rant after this where I'm gonna cover some things. But I mean, oh, in, in in my opinion, I think it was a good match. Um, it's just that there's so, there are certain things that turned you off from the match, which is still. Like I said, there's something missing in that women's division that's not clicking, um, and it's just it's just n- not as good as you know. It's still not as good as has. I guess I'm spoiled because of the women's division in WWE. Like when you look at like freaking um, Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley, or when you look at 
um, Shayna Baszler versus um, versus Kari Sane, or even like even the the women's um, the women's war games match. Like you know, the, those kind of matches kind of put it put a standard. Even Tess's matches and Impact have been way better than than the matches that we've been seeing in in AEW for the women's division. So I feel like they, there's something missing that they need to put that needs to click. Once it clicks, that women's division is going to take off. I think I'm going to I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you what it is that's missing. So let me just frame something first before you you do your thing. Just real quick, as far as this match is concerned, obviously y'all don't know because y'all don't watch, but on Dark Riho and uh, Penelope Ford. Penelope Ford had a match. Great match. You watch Dark. Penelope's my girl. I I've been telling I you can go through the messages. I've been telling y'all Penelope needs to be I'm the so second happy. or third face in this division. It's the only match face? I watched on Dark. The, no, like face, like meaning, okay. gotcha, gotcha. like we'll say, I'll say it should be Nyla, Britt Baker, Penelope is how I think it should go in the pecking order. Sheeta. I think she. she I think she's working her way up. I think she's working her way up. She's working her way up. I, if you can't do a backstage promo with her, because I don't know how her English is, is if you can't do a backstage, if you can't do a backstage promo with her, I would love to see a video package of her training or something, because I think she could be, she could work her way up there. Yes, her work has been crazy. If you follow, let her. me, let me go on this rant really quick. Um, it's gonna be super quick. Um, anyways, this match. Uh, can you all? Talk about the finish of this match. I don't. It slipped my mind, and then all. Uh, oh, she picked up the victory on. Um, picked up the win on Penelope. Uh, it was a right spot so where she, gonna... she saw she reversed something, did a Falcon Arrow. That was only a two count, which was crazy. But then she did a, uh, a knee to the face, got a one, two, three for the win. That's essentially the ending. And now she's now she's going to, and now she's going against Nyla Rose, right? She's yeah. the number one. No one percent, right? That's probably the point. A, a lot of interference by Kip Sabian, which I really liked. Uh, Moyes rant, I like that on the screen. Um, it's just very small rant. No, I love the interference with Kip Sabian. I I actually didn't think this match was bad. I thought it was what it was good for what it was. I loved. Okay, well before I get to that, so this women's division from what I'm reading. Well. From what I'm reading, this women's division is mostly booked by Kenny right now. I need this women's division to go into the hands of Dustin because he has experience from WWE. I need Dustin to take over and keep Kenny as his wingman in this. Like keep it as keep Kenny as his like uh, protege, basically. Let Dustin do more to writing. Let Brandy get in on it because women know what women like. Women know how women react. Um, but more importantly, I loved after the match how Colt Cabana was like, this was a great match. <laughs> Penelope looked good and Kip Sabian got angry. He's like, you talk about my girl? And he's like, yeah. And the, 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 the best thing, the best thing was when, um, Kip <laughs> Sabian pushed Colt Cabana, Colt smacked him. He's like, you know, I'm a wrestler on the roster, right? Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Because he's not a fan. He's not just there for watching, which is great. Exactly. But um, No, I mean, to your point, Dustin from everything, what is that? Dun, da, da, dun. What was that? It's that pretty music. <laughs> oh, <pizza. laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. 
Um, no, all I was going to say was Dustin <laughs> got a hand in the structure of the women's matches. Um, yeah. From what a lot of people have said, he, he works really hard with a lot of the women's wrestlers. And Kenny is sharing duties with uh, Brandy. But it's because of the Joshi style versus the U American style. Well, you know who you wrestling. know who they have on staff that actually was a big part of the women's women's evolution. Jr. Jr. I think I think Tully. I think Tully could help more. Oh no! What's his Jr. Actually, could have helped too because Jr. has a lot of experience with the women in WWE. Yeah, but he's he's very old school still too, though. Yeah, but anything he won't be able to work well with like these these Japanese and if, well, I mean, if, it's, if if you have Jr. doing it, Penelope Ford and Britt Baker are the only ones that are going to be holding the titles. I hate to say it. Yeah, if they well, are I mean, booking, if you haven't worked with, um, hey, hey. if you haven't worked with um with Kenny Omega and Dustin Rhodes and Brandy, you know that's a good team to actually. That the, Jr's input might actually be what need what's needed to take off the women's division, you know, because Jr. Does I think all those all those conversations are probably happening. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, there's something missing with the women's division in AEW that needs to that needs to happen for in order for it to actually click. But once they do that, they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, yeah. that uh, was right. that was that match, and then he already talked about the post match part. Uh, so it looks like we're going to get Colt Cabana versus um, Sabian. Yeah. From a couple of reports, there was a dark shot, so it might have happened there just to make sure they got something for next week just in case. But I don't know the specifics of what it was because there was no fans there. So No spoilers. I, yeah, damn it. I, I definitely – a lot of people aren't high on Kip Sabian. I really like Kip Sabian. Um, I think he's a good like mid-card heel. He's a good mid-card heel. Um, people forget he was yeah. the first match of AEW history. Yeah. Against uh, Sammy, and he got the win. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. He's he's, he's, he's good work, good worker. Um, All right, what happened after this? Butcher Blade versus Jurassic Express. This was actually a kind of sleeper match for me. I kind of zoomed off of this one. Um, it was a good, decent match. Um, it had his high spots. I had his. Uh, they used um, Jungle Boy pretty good in this in this match. Um, but I mean, to me, it was just a. a well, we, but we kind of knew what was going to happen. Kind of. So actually, um, Jurassic Express took the victory. So yeah. So. Yeah, Jurassic Express yeah. got the win. Um, before, nice the match, I, oh, before the match, I loved how MJF slid the money to Butcher. Or, uh, to Butcher. Yeah. That's what I was going to talk about, was basically you, you got more of a continuation of that. So we see that MJF is still funding them, which is pretty cool. That they're, That's their kind of back line. So they really don't care about winning or losing matches, just hurting people that MJF says to hurt, which played into the finish. Exactly, and yeah. maybe, maybe depending on what happens with All In, I wouldn't mind seeing Jungle Boy and MJF as the first match on that card. That'd like be an open it up. interesting match. Wow, that'd be yeah. epic. You, you could have MJ Yeah, you could have uh, depending on how when everything gets back to normal, you could have MJF. Um, you could have MJF beat Marco Stunt. We got Lumberjack match announced for the next 
dynamite between Wardlow and Lucha Torres, which will be fun. Two beefy boys just in the ring. Wardlow's going to – yeah. oh, my God. How are they going to do a lumberjack match, though? That's going to be weird, right? Well, it, by all accounts, we're probably not having a show next week. So it'll be just when people right. can show up again, honestly. Yeah. So that's probably or they might just mess around, or they, or they might mess around and do it at an undisclosed location. So um, just a little breaking news from um, outside of wrestling. Uh, California has been officially put on lockdown. Yeah. Um, oh, that happened a little while due, ago, yeah. Yeah. Full lockdown. Full lockdown. Full so. yeah. lockdown. Ooh, also one more outside the one more one more thing that broke. Uh Brian Pillman is gonna get tested um either tomorrow or the day after is what I was reading. Um showing flu like symptoms is is quarantining himself. So we'll wow. see what happens. So hopefully it's just a cold, nothing too crazy. Yeah, first, I think if one I think if one wrestler I think if one wrestler, no matter who it is, what company it is, if it's Impact, if it's MLW, if it's OPW, I think no matter who gets it, I think wrestling's on hold. Yeah, uh, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone stops it before then. Well, once Correct. a wrestler, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, like we said at the beginning of the show, it's it, it's a day to day thing with um, it's a day to thing day to day thing with the government. So since California has gone on lockdown, no California shows are happening. Um, if Florida goes on full lockdown, you can you can kiss AEW and WWE goodbye and for the rest goodbye. of the month. So yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, um, just after- as far as the finish, yeah, yeah. MJF yelled, and that was it. And then we basically got a an amazing promo come up that I Elias and I talked about it in a quick review. We did not see this particular thing happening or coming. I guess someone did. Someone. We did not. You, yeah. yeah. So we right. when watching the show in the moment. You don't expect mm-hmm. this. The way you don't expect it until you see the silhouette of the exalted one. You're like, okay, that's Luke Harper. I'm not gonna. No, when I saw the silhouette and I saw that outfit, that's an ex, that's that's Matt that, Hardy silhouette. That's Matt Hardy. Yeah, that, no, but the saying. beard, the beard gave it away for me. I when didn't you see saw the beard. The initial silhouette. All you saw, you saw the shiny uh, robe outfit that Matt has been always wearing, and I think that was a play on it. And I swear to all of y'all, I heard Matt's voice at one point. Like I, they somehow mixed something to just throw us off even more. So, so AEW did a good job on this one to actually like because people. Even on Twitter, like um, Evo Uno and everybody in AEW, and even Matt Hardy did a good job at this. They threw hints out that you know maybe Matt Hardy's the the, cho- the exalted one, and then for them the to one. for them to actually show Brody Lee actually came it actually was a good surpriser for everybody, and and the way he took out Christopher Daniels was just funny. It was perfect. Ooh, that that lair that rolling the yeah. spinning lariat was probably the best one I've seen in a while. That was a beautiful. He started with that Sister Abigail type pose, spins. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And does a spinning lariat. It was a really cool looking move. And yeah, in the promo, Luke Harper was like, "You're just another out of touch old man who's underestimating me." Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. I didn't. You're I not, didn't, you're not I didn't. the only old man. 
that's uh, yeah. underestimated me, but you'll be the last. See, but I, 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 let me, let me go, let me go on my rant on this one. So, oh God, he's gonna say something about oh, they're talking about WWE again. No, it, it, it's true. I mean, why keep bringing up? Okay, it, it's not a directive. It's what these people are thinking. I, I, okay, go ahead. It, it, it's a direct shot. Come on. It wasn't a directive I'm... of the company to do it. This is literally everyone's known. Luke Harper's felt like this. Brody Lee, excuse me. Okay, now. I understand that, but at the same time, I'm like, if you like, this is what. No, you wrong. don't. Or you wouldn't be complaining about it. This is this is what's wrong with AEW. Like, this is what this is what like There's... they're they're building their fan base off of people that hate, hate that. No, 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 like no. WWE. You just said you know this is a promo from this guy, from Brody Lee. Right or wrong? Is yes. this his words or AW's words? It could be both. It's his words. You're just trying to front. This was 100% Brody Lee talking from him and himself and his reasoning for being an exalted one. He has to come up with that story himself. And this is how he's going to decide to tell it. So I'm, I'm gonna ranting your I'm gonna, way. I'm gonna agree with Angel. Yes, I win. Yes. Sorry. I I yeah. like I I know we say they take shots at WWE, but I like this one because it was a little subtle. Um, but here's the thing: if if it's just a one-time thing and they don't go back to it, then yeah, I don't mind. But if they have promos down the line or video packages where they're like everyone underestimated him or stuff along those lines. I'm going to be pretty upset because he took pictures with Jericho and um, the other guys in the locker room. Uh, I think Jack Ryder was one of them that said that had the shirt that I'm a Harper guy t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the wrestlers knew he was talented. Oh yeah. Vince did it. Vince oh, probably yeah. didn't know what to do with the undershirt jeans look. Which would we be surprised? No, um, and yeah. So I'm gonna let it slide as long as it's a one week thing. Um, I think he spoke from, like Angel said, within himself, from his heart. And man, that lariat made up for everything. <laughs> I, I'll give you uh, that. That lariat did make up for everything. Like that. I mean, regardless of that shot, regardless of the shot, I mean, it, it was a good promo, and it and it was a good segment. I'm not gonna lie. It was a surprise. Nobody, no, no. It kind of threw a swerve at people for who were thinking that Matt Hardy was exalted, right? And it did good. Or ordinary. You're the only one who thought that. Kristan, what's your thoughts? You keep my my whole deal. Nah, it's all good. My thing is this. Well, for one thing, I wasn't even expecting Brody Lee to be the exalted one. I give you that one. But in terms of the promo that he cut, the uh, promo that he cut. I mean. Like, like like Moy said, I mean, it and, and it was a and it was a subtle shot, a subtle shot at WWE, a little bit, but for the most part, it was like, I mean, it is what it is. He spoke how he truly felt. So my thing is, as long as we just saw it on this particular episode and not anymore anywhere else's, we're good. So I mean, at least he's not right back in it. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Now I will say this though, I, mean, I ain't gonna lie, I expect. Luke Harper to be wearing Matt Hardy outfits, but other than that, hey, hey I think it's it is what it is. I, I, I think it, I, he's a good fit. He's a good fit. You should so used he, to him seeing the, the blue jeans and the ripped shirt. I think that's what it is. 
I, I told I told Angel about this yesterday. I it was weird seeing him in that singlet. I didn't like. I, I didn't. Like Elias, it. let me ask you a question. It's, it's, I think I know. Let me ask him a quick question, and I want to get all y'all's thoughts on this, uh, one by one. If next week or whenever Dynamite's back, if Luke Harper says I was always a follower, now I'm a leader. Is that a shot at WWE? Because I think that's no. the promo. No, and, and in particular, it, it fits his character from when he was a WWE. When you think about it, 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 we even talked about this last night. When he was when he was part of the Wyatt family, he was a follower. When he was part of the Bludgeon Brothers, he was he he was following um, he was following Eric Rowan. So you know, for him to actually come out and actually be the leader of the of the Dark Order, it 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 it, it basically puts him in the spotlight to see what he can do as a leader. So it it does it, it does fit into it. It, it. Think about think about Bray Wyatt's promos on now that he's a fiend, taking it back to when he was uh, when he was part of the Wyatt family and, and taking down all these people on his list one by one, starting with whoever did him wrong last, and then just keep going back to the start, which is John Cena. Is if Brody Lee goes that route, I'm not I, I'm not going to complain because of the fact he's telling his backstory. You know. Okay. That, and, and I'll say and, and that backstory can play into the Dark Order because, look, I, I'm bringing these followers. They can become leaders also if they just do what I tell them. Get what you want. Take what you want, which was part of his promo. Uh, so I think we're going to see a big distinct change in how the Dark Order is being presented as well when that, whenever that happens. And in his part, I mean, and to answer your question, I mean, I would. I don't think it'd be a shot. Of, I don't think that'd be a shot of WWE because now we're actually starting to see his full potential. Because think about it, even when he was with WWE, we didn't really see what he could do single-handedly on his own. I mean, actually, we did when he was when he was in the champion. We saw when he was IC champion. We saw a lot of what he could do. But it was for like. But, it, but what I'm saying, it was only for like a brief moment. Whereas this here, he's actually seeing him like. The focus point, the focal point is actually on him now, rather than what when he had the IC title WWE. Because think about it, it so, wasn't like he had it for that long. So no, no, and I agree. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's it it brings the Dark Order out of that uh, out of that negative bunch that they were in. So right. if if this takes a positive turn to it, then yes. If not, then it'll be the still it'll still be the same Dark Order that we all were like. What the hell? So, um, in this yeah. one, I'm a, I'm actually excited to see how the Dark Order takes off after this. Yeah, I think it's going to be real yeah. good. I'm hoping at least they, it needs to it be. Might be a change, it might be a change in character or scenery based on. And it'll so. be it'll be honestly, it'll also be the first time we see this company push something knowing it's going to work, and it'll just show. To me, it's just going to put more trust into what their decisions are, because it means right. at the end of the day they were right for presenting it. it sucks how they got there but uh that's my thought on it um we did skip one thing lance archer's spot do you have any thoughts on that or just skip past it i like the backstage the um the video they, the vignette they shot um i i like the whole appeal to it um yeah, maybe get a couple of matches cool. out there you know um that's what i was thinking yeah. That's what I was uh, thinking. They might mess around and do something like that at a Disco's location. I actually enjoyed the whole, um, the whole, the whole, the whole segment that they had. I'm a big Lance Archer guy, so 
I, I followed him when he was in New Japan, even when he was doing the indies. Like I said, I actually shot him here in Houston when he when they did the Busting for Autism a couple of years ago when he had that hardcore match against uh, Tommy Dreamer. Great match as well. So yeah, so it's just it's just something to mention. And then they basically left from ringside after that, which is pretty cool. They're like we did what we came to talk about, so we're gone. Um, where are we after uh, this? So it's at the main event. Main event. Yeah. Yes, the main event. Good. Um, good match. Good match. Um, I said I was going to talk about it. Uh, the Matt Jackson and um, can uh, the Matt Jackson and Cowboy Kenny? stuff. Kenny. No, uh, the Hangman. Uh, yeah. The Hangman. Matt yeah. Jackson and Hangman Page. Like at one point, it looked like they were working together. It looked like they were going to do the Indie Taker. You get a roll up and standing, yeah, uh, yeah. You are, in all these matches, the heels always get the advantage, and if it's war games, blood and guts, lethal lockdown, whatever it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can go. I there's nothing to really rant about here. I will go on a rant after after we sign after we sign off of AEW because I do want to talk about Impact for a minute after this. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but as far, um, as, far okay. as the match goes, the whole story was because um, I, I got to talk about it because I started when I logged into this, I started singing like Sammy Guevara. The man's going to win a Grammy. No, he's not. Dude. Yes. <laughs> Sammy was awesome yeah. singing Judas. Him and, and MJF both singing the, Judas. It was funny. <laughs> The Great. best part was MJF afterward, where he's like, "We were kind of pitchy," and Sammy's we're like, "No, pitchy. I don't think so." Elias, I thought I you were like, that spot. We're a little pitchy. I, no, I love the spot, was- but I, I in the comedic way, I did like it. And then I, I love the who I, I forgot who comp. I think it was Excalibur that was like, "He's a better wrestler than a singer." <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and Jericho was like, "No, what a beautiful voice!" <laughs> oh yeah, what a beautiful. He couldn't hold yeah, himself on it. No, and then. That- uh, Jericho on commentary for this match was great. I, I, the guy's awesome. Pretty much everything it sounds like. Oh no, yeah. that's and Jericho then, is perfect. After the match, you see it. God, no, Moy's rant. So, um, so, yeah. So, so, so after let's let, let's hold on, hold on. So let's let's talk about the match itself. So the match itself was pretty nice. You saw a couple of moments that were like kind of iffy, like when Cody did the. Um, that the that the diving the diving um dived outside the ring i think he kind of overshot it or undershot it so he you saw when he actually spread his arms out a little bit more to try to hit trying to hit one of the proud and the mighty santana yeah since he hit santana. <laughs> proud and the mighty i think that's their name or proud and, proud and powerful yeah the pride and powerful yeah there you go um, um, i also like how cody took off his shirt and he's gonna throw it into the audience and you had QT Marshall jumping up and down. They threw some brandy. <laughs> this this was a great, great end of the show. Janela, oh, wow. Janela was low-key fun in the audience, too. You know, Janela had a little I don't really like up Janela. and down. Yeah. He was fun on the outside. Yeah. The, um, fun. the spot, there's a lot of spots in this match. But, like, the story was basically, hey, uh, can the elite start working together again? And it showed spots where they were kind of on different pages. Then they got on the same page. Then yeah, they, they get on to the same page like later on in the match. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, of course, Santana rolls up Jackson for the pin, and then they go up, so, and Jericho starts throwing a promo. Great promo. So 
does anyone else think this? Because my uh, my pops pointed it out to me, so I thought it was kind of weird. My dad pointed it out to me. Does I think Cowboy kind of looks like Stephen Amell? Somebody said that um, that Cayman uh, Page looks that. like that Diamond Dallas Page. I could see both of them. Yeah, like he looks like a mix of both guys, and like I wish he got a show. Too, it sucks that he's too famous of an actor now, but he'd be awesome. He he come he came. With he walked Cody to the ring at one point. Yeah, he walked, he walked Cody, Cody to the, to the ring. Match had a, had a match at SummerSlam a couple years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. he had Good that friends. tables match with he had the he had the uh, table line. match with Daniels. Yeah, Hold on. So he'd be he'd be awesome to see at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm very excited for his new TV show on Stars Heels. Whenever they, I don't know what's going on with shooting with the coronavirus, but it's very excited. Down. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I hope they don't can it. Yeah, like I hope they go through with it. Yeah, but um, yeah. uh, well, Elias, you were in the middle of talking about something else. We interrupted you. Oh no, I was just talking about the promo that Jericho threw. Um, oh. I like how I like how Sammy told Brandy. He's like, he's like, you can hit me up too. Your your man's a loser, so you can hit me up anytime you want. <laughs> I was like, oh, I I, I, I literally, I even even the heels. I think I heard them say, oh. Even the announcers were like, ooh, that's not good. <laughs> and then this led to Matt Jackson taking the mic and saying, someone owes me a favor. You see a drone. Beautiful. Okay, I, I'm going to go on my rant. So you see this drone. Vanguard 1. Yeah, you see Vanguard 15, yeah. So you see this drone, and you're all the hardcore fans know it's Matt Hardy, but like there's non hardcore fans that are watching that are like, what the hell is this? They probably thought it was something to do with the NBA. They probably thought Aaron Gordon was going to dunk something. <laughs> um, yeah. They saw this drone and then you just see Matt Hardy and I love Matt Hardy. I am probably the biggest Matt Hardy fan ever. Um, I met the dude multiple times, have so many pictures with him. Um, he was one of my favorites growing up. Everyone was a Jeff Hardy guy. I was a Matt Hardy guy. Loved his comeback story with Edge. Uh, the Matt Hardy will not die. Um, whenever he had his drug issues, like it little literally broke me to a point where I had to stop watching wrestling for a little bit. I love Matt Hardy, but the whole drone thing was stupid. I wish it was. I wish I would have rather just took a promo on the stage or something but yeah the throne didn't do it for me but hangman pages a million bucks rebby hardy is awesome on the piano matt hardy i'm i'm excited that he's gonna he, he he's gonna have a new life you know so i like that um i mean he did kind of like steam in the raptor so yeah I, the raptor thing the raptor thing I, could be cool you know if they follow up with it I, I feel like they I feel like they use Vanguard one not to his full potential because you know how usually Vanguard one transports Matt and I think this one I uh, production could have done something where they could have like just like had the lights stick out or like and then have like a hologram of Matt Hardy and then all of a sudden Matt Hardy comes out and then we will eventually- we we are in hard financial times. We don't know what's gonna happen. You'll eventually get the story. What the hell Vanguard one is? It, it's it's a playoff of the thing that he put on YouTube earlier saying take me to Arcadia. So there's people who obviously haven't watched that. You're right. But 
I need to know. They'll eventually get the story explanation if if it's required. Because I need to know Benjamin. Well, you know his his father in law will probably be there. We'll see all the, yeah. Rebbe, the we'll see the whole family there eventually. We'll get it. We'll get it eventually. Yeah. Great, great, great episode of AEW though. Like, really liked it. Yes. Uh, popped a huge rating, nine hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Uh, plus. Yeah, but think about think yeah. about what WWE NXT had. I mean, it was just straight. I, straight. I, I we're not we, we don't talk about competing ratings. I'm just saying, I'm happy they popped a big rating. Yeah. Uh, I I want them to hit a million. I think if Blood and Guts goes on as scheduled, I'm looking way into the future. If nothing gets canceled. Um, rumor is we're getting NXT TakeOver on April 1st, which is a Wednesday. So if you do Blood and Guts and then NXT TakeOver, all oh, those two Wednesdays will be awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, but, man, TakeOver, I still don't know how I feel about TakeOver with an empty audience, though. I don't know about any, I mean, we'll get Blood and Guts before that, so we'll kind of know what a big show looks like in an empty arena. Yeah. You know what really gets me? You know what really gets me, like, especially particularly with WWE? Okay, fine. Y'all got to do stuff with the, the empty audience. Okay, that's good. But when you think about everything that WWE has as far as WWE Studio, WWE Film, common sense will say, you know what? Hey, WrestleMania, day one, day two, whatever, heck, even a, maybe an episode on Raw, they should just do something like, like somewhere at another location. Have like an actual wrestling match or maybe a ball. That that that's like the that. thing though. Here's the thing though. Like uh-huh. we said this at the beginning of the show. WWE has more people to answer to than AEW. So for the fact of them to do to take the precautions that they're taking, um, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how are how are you how are you gonna tell Snickers? And Mattel, if John Cena somehow gets coronavirus, how are you going to explain that to them? You can't. Exactly. How much are you going to explain to Hollywood? Yeah, if John Cena's in Hollywood, like you got to protect your stars. Like when when right. you got a lot of more people to answer to, then AW only answers to Tony Khan. They don't have the con- the contracts that they have. They don't have the the the, the support that WWE has. So if you, w- you got. You, one second, Elias. You got Total Divas, you got Miz and Misses, you've got Total Bellas, and you've got John Cena and Hollywood. So it's okay. like you you can't you can't you you you're comparing apples to oranges in this one because you have a company that's that has a lot of sponsors that requires a lot from a company, and then you have somebody that has that has sponsors. Well, has Tony Khan, and is trying to build the sponsors. They're still they they're still in the building stages of getting sponsorships and they're and getting everything that they need. So AEW can be like, all right, we'll have a live wrestling. But if if your sponsors, if your board of directors, or if your board in general tell Vince McMahon, we don't want none of your wrestlers getting getting having even having a chance of of getting getting the coronavirus. You're not going to put anybody under just for the well sake and for of your people and to please your sponsors and your board. And because of the stock market right now, to be honest, too. And that too, because WWE yeah. took a hit when WWE took a hit Ooh. in the stock market when they let their uh, presidents go. So I mean, it's, yeah, they did do that. Uh, so, WWE, as of right now, because of this, it actually went up a little bit today, but 
over the month they're down they're down an extra they're down 23% for the year they're down 59% over the year so that's definitely recommend buying back in when everything's back to normal they have yeah. they have a lot we're not financial advisors do not take our words for granted but yeah oh no take uh, <laughs> listen to me listen to me I'm, if it's out if i'm it's not getting to so i'm going to call that one if it's less than 40 bucks buy into it I promise you it'll get back up to 75, 80 range. Um, I'm anyway. not a financial advisor. Um, but yeah, before we leave, let me show talk about impact really quick. The show let itself. me talk about impact. I, I just, oh. just want to real quick say, if there was a crowd, I think this could have been their best show of the year with the way everything was handled. Yeah, I agree. If there had been a crowd. A crowd which is, I it, agree. Which is just... It, it baffles the mind when you see this versus what SmackDown put on the week before. But then again, we can't compare because of everything Elias said. It still it it, right. it bothers me to see that. I mean, it so. bothers it bothers people. Trust me, it bothers me too. I don't like seeing an empty arena. I mean, I've been in, I've gone to indie shows where there's 10, 15 people there, but the show went on. But at the Elias same time, them. but at the same at the same time, you know, at the same time, like I said, you have to you have to make sure that you're pleasing your your upper upper board, and especially WWE being a publicly traded company, it's it, there's a lot of differences that they have to make that people don't understand. There, people are just being like, oh well, AEW did this, okay, but you know. It's a difference. It's, uh, like you it's said, AEW only ain't got to answer only answer one person. They, they, they got to they got to please six different sponsors. So if 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 your half of your roster gets sick because of this coronavirus, you know, because of it, then you know they're gonna have to answer to Fox. They're gonna have to answer to USA E Network. Um, they're gonna have to answer to a lot of people. And why you can't provide the show that you can provide, that that you usually provide? So. And and, and yeah, so no, far, and just um, for the record, nobody has. And just for the record, fellas, nobody's actually gotten sick as far as that we know about, right? And we reported anyway. Huh? Uh, Brian, Brian Tillman's gonna get uh, Brian Tillman Jr. is gonna get tested soon. Um, hopefully, like I said, I hope it's just a cold because if any wrestler tests right. positive, I think everything's going away. Yeah, if any wrestler tests positive, I think that you could say goodbye to a lot of wrestling in general. Gotcha. So, all right, so, boys. Before we anyway, impact talk. Um, yeah, impact was going to do lethal lockdown in a couple of weeks. They postponed it. Um, they didn't go with the cancellation route. Um, lethal lockdown is basically it's similar to war games. Everyone comes out one by one. Um, there's items hanging on the roof and whatever. Um, basically, that's not what I'm mad about. Um, what I'm irritated about, and I I loved impact lately impact's been a very good show i wouldn't boot them i think they're i think they're doing a really i think dan callis is doing a very good job with it josh matthews too um what i will say is so they have this lethal lockdown match it's team eddie edwards versus team michael elgin and they announced their teams eddie edwards has him tommy dreamer um daga and tessa and Elgin has him, the North, and Taya Valkyrie. 
but they also have Team Madison Rain versus Team Jordan Grace, where they're going to need three people each. All we know is Jordan Grace has Alyssa, Alyssa Edwards. So I don't know how this is going to work out with the with two women being in the lethal lockdown because Sue Young's a free agent now. Um, I I don't know if you're going to turn or if you turn Taya face again and put her and Rosemary on Jordan's team, then who do you fill out with the heels on Madison and Kiara Hogan's team? Elias, they're any thoughts? Gonna, they're probably going to bring in people like Miranda because Miranda has been working. Um, TNA as well. In fact, I mean, you impact. can't put you can't put them in the main event program right away. I mean, I would like I mean, unless, unless I don't unless um unless uh, what's her name uh, Gail Kim decides to come out of retirement and that'll be uh, you could you could do Gail Kim and ODB and then maybe Rosemary Havoc and Kara Hogan or Taya. I don't know how you do about it, but yeah. That's the one thing that irritated me. Like, I love what they're doing with Tessa, but I don't think you need to put Tessa and Taya in the men's lethal lockdown because you have Sabu there. You have you could have Sabu and Moose instead of the women and then put the women in the women's match. But, yeah, that's just some Impact talk. Um, Impact is actually really good this week. Um, if you guys have time, uh, the opening match was the North versus... Uh, Fala Ba and TJP, very entertaining match. Uh, went like 20 minutes, and it ended with Ken Samrock getting a fireball to the face from Sammy Callahan. So that's yeah, cool. I saw that. Yeah, I saw. So, um, yeah, I saw. Um, I saw Ken Samrock's Twitter saying, "I'm gonna kill." Is it? Elijah, isn't Ken Samrock so much more likable now than he was back in the day? Yes, I I can say that he is more likable now. Like like now when I see Ken Samrock, it's like, dude, he's that uncle that pushes you to like do this. Like he's that uncle that's like, go try out for the football team, go try out for a wrestling team. He's that uncle, rather than the guy you're just like, oh okay, cool, you know MMA. Why are you here? You know? Yeah, I agree. That it's a change. He's he's changed up a lot. I think he's also grown up a lot as well. Um, yeah, uh, I know Angel. You know, you're since if everything goes dark, you know, I'll give you a couple of weeks to catch up on Impact. Angel, I get the feeling something's about to happen. I get. I don't want to watch Impact. <laughs> All right, I'll catch up on something else. <laughs> This guy can watch NWA. I'm gonna catch up on Arrow. <laughs> Dude, I haven't watched. I haven't watched this last season. Um, I wow. I know it's the last season, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I got to catch up on my superhero shows. Um, I think we're done with talking wrestling <laughs> next week. Next week, we are gonna watch that TLC 2014 pay per view match between. Uh, Luke Harper and Dolph Ziggler. I, uh, once we sign off, we'll talk about if we're going to watch it live or if we're all just going to watch it and give our review of a couple of spots. You know, Angel with the cool background, maybe we can get him to like do a couple of stills from the match, you know, and put that up there. Yeah. there I remember, That'd I specifically nice. remember when Dolph Ziggler did a suicide dive and Luke Harper just threw the ladder at him. God dang, that's aggressive. 
Yeah, um, and Angel actually wasn't watching at, or at most of these matches that we're going to go back and watch. Angel wasn't watching at the time, so it'll okay. give Angel it'll give Angel some feedback. We'll get some feedback from Angel on what he thought about it, you know? Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I think Let's... Angel has officially traveled. Oh, I'm off. I'm totally off on this one now. I'm off the rails. We lost that <laughs> <Matt> impact. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. But in, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to – we'll talk about it when we sign off because we're signing off right now. Elias <laughs> and me wanted to say special shout-out to Hookah University, Hookah Enthusiast, THL, our, all our friends in California, um, oh. all the lounge owners that unfortunately have to close down their lounge for a couple of weeks. Um, we'll, we'll stay strong. We'll get through this. Anything else, Elias? No, that's it. Uh, just make sure y'all stay safe out there. Make sure that, uh, you're washing your hands. Make sure that you're keeping, um, make sure you just stay safe. Um, that's one thing Ooh, that story time, story time before we leave. Uh oh. So I work I'm for scared. a cell phone company. We're not going to disclose any information and they haven't canceled work for us yet. Did you guys know a cell phone? has 10 times more bacteria than a toilet seat. So I had this guy come in and literally hand his phone to me. And he was, he was doing something outside because he was all sweaty. And man, I had, uh, mm, I sanitized, I bacteria hand washed, I freaking, I basically took a shower in my bathroom at work. Um, so you so disgusting. Well, I mean, dude, you gotta think about it, dude. Like, if if someone comes in that doesn't smell really great and they hand you their cell phone, especially in this time, you have to, right? Why don't you have gloves? We weren't supplied any, and you can't find any in the area. That you literally should be allowed to not do that. Anyway, that part I believe. Can't find place, man. All right, so. Like I said, yeah, everybody yeah. stay safe. Make sure you follow the proper protocols. If you're in quarantine, our hearts are out with y'all. Um, make sure y'all stay safe. Make sure y'all, y'all are stacked with food or whatever you need essentials to survive. Um, I'm pretty sure hopefully everything gets better here in the States. Uh, if we have any international listeners or viewers, you know, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate everybody. We'll be back next sure. week with another episode of Who Can Rest Podcast. It will be known as Weekly Wrestling Heat. So, from everybody here at Who Can Wrestling Podcast, we are officially out. Peace. Bye. <laughs> Who is doing the typing at the bottom?